Episode 4, recorded on September 28th, 2008. I'm Wes Wilson. I'm Eric Fullerton. I'm Spencer Williams, and I'm creeped out because Wes and Brent traded places in the intro there. Uh-huh. Isn't it normally... Uh-huh. Well, we're sitting oh, no, in different Wes places Oh, no, Wes and Eric now. did. That's what I meant. Wes and Eric. Isn't uh-huh. it normally Brent, and then Eric, and then Wes, and then me? No, I'm always second. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yes, I don't think that's true. I'm going to go back and check. Anyway, welcome to Warp. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we've got a bunch of stuff. We do. Yay. What stuff do we have? <laughs> we got we got patch patch notes from uh, the yeah. latest patch. We have uh, dwarf lore. Yes. Excellent. We have a scenario we're going to be talking about the gates of Ekrand. Woo-hoo. And uh, also a guild dis- uh, a discussion of guild ranks 1 to 10 and we know this because uh, we've lived our uh, guild is, uh, has been from 1 to 10, right? We, we know about this. Right, we are officially level 10 as of yesterday. Woo! And uh, in the community, uh, events, a grouping, discussion about that. Um, also, um, uh, is this the message of the week? Mod. No, that's the mod. mod. Oh, the M-O-T-W. The mod of the week. It's- Shout alert. Woo! With an exclamation point. With a yes, bang at the end. That's why I yelled it. And uh, <laughs> the news, uh, the devoted inquirer. Learn more about that soon. And uh, in the grab bag, we have a Q&A from the Warhammer site. Uh, it's a question involving guild size, the rested system, and city rank information. Very Jam-packed. Sweet. That is a lot of stuff. And let's go ahead and get started in our week of war. With uh, Let's go with Brent. What did, what did you do this week? Oh, I, I uh, played some war and killed some people. Did you eat some stunties? Took some, uh, Dwarf stunty uh, beards off and uh, uh, wiped my arse with them. <laughs> Excellent. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to, uh, I did get a cool thing. I played the the pregame for War, the Road to War, and yeah, uh, so I, did I. I I had put some uh, links up on our our control point side uh, for people to click to uh, get heads and and things like that. So I think I got a lot of points and, and got an extra bonus that it doesn't sound like everybody got, but it, it's um, it's this item that turns me into a skeleton for like five minutes. Okay. I can run around as long as I don't attack anything. Nice. Um, and then, of course, the bowl of custard, which I, I think most people got. Uh, yeah, so I got the bowl of custard, but no, no skeleton changey thingy. <laughs> uh, so that that was kind of neat to get that. I, I kind of like this thing they're doing where they're you know throwing out these codes and you get these in-game little things for you know they don't do anything you know they don't really give you any kind of bonuses for the most part. Cosmetic. Um, some of them do. I hear I hear that's how a lot of people got to forty real fast is they would get a group of people with. The uh, collector's edition, the the book that gives you the fifteen percent XP, mm-hmm. and then they would basically make these AOE groups and use their books and just rampage through uh, killing stuff. Wow. And they would get this, you know, they'd be doing plus twenty percent for the killing spree bonus, and then on top of that, plus fifteen for the the book thing. So that's pretty brutal. Wow. Yeah. So they were just working Hex. on it up there. I thought that was. Um, kind of neat um in a way <laughs> um i don't I, know that sounds like the opposite of fun to me but, yeah. you know yeah but they're they're up there taking keeps i guess now huh they're trying to <laughs> mm-hmm. looking at city walls going man i wish we had 60 other people with us to take this thing 
Um, I also started a Disciple of Cain. Uh, we we have seemed like we had a shortage of healers on our on destruction. Really? Maybe not. Maybe it was more just. <laughs> I was about to say. Healer. I think that is totally imagined. But I've got to say, I can see why disciples of Cain's don't heal all the time because it's a pain in the butt to heal as a disciple of Cain. Well, uh, why? At, le- at least at the low levels, when when you run out of your blood real fast and you've got like attack people. Just switching back and forth from attack and then healing. It just just seemed like kind of a pain to me. Hmm. It it does require, I think, a bit more skill than some of the other healers. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I I quit playing uh, Disciple of Cain real fast. No, no, I'm playing a witch elf. Oh, okay. uh, I, I'm trying to work up a, a to deal with the healer shortage that you were worried about. No, just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I, I kill people on the other side, and then our team doesn't have to heal anybody, right? You know, what we're short so, on tanks. You need to make some tanks. I've got one of those. Yeah, he has one. <laughs> That's what I'm working on. So, do you really think we're short on tanks? Yes. I think I think you're insane. I, I do not. So it, it's like, oh, wait, you're not a healer either, are you? I'm a healer. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So the healers think there's a shortage in tanks, and the tanks think there's a shortage in healing. Well, I'm a healer. I think we're short in uh, DPS. (laughs) I'm DPS, and I think we're short on munchkins. (laughs) (laughs) You can never have enough munchkins. I'm a munchkin. I think we're short on uh, wizards. Well, I'm a wizard, and I think we're short on shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I did play a lot of the Phoenix Gate scenario, which is a tier two, and it was a lot of fun. It was uh, probably the only fun one in tier two that that I enjoyed. And I, I just started playing tier three, and I really don't like the tier three ones so much. Uh, there's one kind of cool one, but then there's one I played today that was just horrid. I don't even remember the name, but it was it was the murder ball type, kind of like uh, Morkins. Uh, in tier two, but the area is so big that the other team gets it, and then you die, and it takes you like five minutes to run and get to where uh, the fighting is. See, I think the running Does it have a the, higher population limit than the rank two ones. Um, it, you know, I only played it twice, and I, I don't really remember it being. It didn't seem like there were more people. Because hmm. hmm. the Morkins one, it's. I even think you have to run too far on that one. Yeah, like when you know somebody what? gets it over there. When I first played Morkins, I hated it, and I played it a whole bunch this week, and I, I, I've come to like it a lot now. I know that's kind of weird. I know that that's far from the prevailing wisdom. I also like Kane's Embrace, though, so I guess I'm just crazy. I li- No, I like I Kane's like Embrace Kane's a lot. Embrace. Yeah, I, a lot I, of people just hate it, like frothing at the mouth hatred <laughs> for everything that it is and stands for. The thing is the people who haven't figured out that they can run away from the big explosion. <laughs> You're like, man, this sucks. Every time we win, I die. Well, the the complaint is that it it tends to swing heavily in one direction or the other. And if you've got two teams that know what they're doing, it really doesn't. And that's the same thing I found on Morkin's, uh, what is it called? I, I can't remember. Morkin's, Morkin's Temple, ball, maybe? Morkin's Temple, yeah. And, and I think a lot of it has that to do with just... time I played, it, it just swung so heavily in one direction that it wasn't fun at all. But then, I mean, yesterday, or... Yeah, it was yesterday. I played a game that we won by two points. Um, so, and that's when they I start getting fun. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is, it comes down to people learning the maps. You know, and it, like this was my first time to get in a couple of these new maps. So it was like, okay, what do we do? Where do we go? And and once everybody starts figuring it out, maybe it'll it'll get better as I start slinging people off into the lava. 
And like that. Morkins is one of the reasons why I think we're short on tanks. Because we would go in as a group, we'd have, you know, a couple of casters, a couple of healers, and we'd have, you know, two black orcs running around, you know, and against all those order people. And it was, I, I felt like we just got walked over time and time again in Morkins. Well, on the uh, too many, not enough tanks thing, how many people do you say we had in the in the guild, Brent? Uh, 145, I believe. And out of those, 37 of those are tanks. So, wow. we have a lot of... <laughs> it's probably a good mix. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I did that, leveled up to 22, and our guild thing 10... Uh, and so we had fun playing with the heraldry, <laughs> which, which I know some people were uh, kind of upset we didn't. Uh, I was left out. That. I was left out. I don't know if left out was the word. How would you How would you define it? I would define it as you weren't there when it happened. <laughs> I see. There was I no see. physical like, hey, let's do this before Wes gets on. Uh huh. I see. Really? I have to admit, there was a little bit of, if it's just me and Brent doing it, then it will take a lot less time than if all four of us are trying to yell at each other about it. So yes. Well, you learned from the guild mess, it, from picking the guild name, when you vetoed the one that we all wanted, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and you didn't and want that Brent, to happen to you? Um, <laughs> no. No, I mean, and, and the thing is, uh, the actual tool is just so... The, 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 the heraldry tool is... It's so clunky. Would you agree, Brent? Yeah. it's th- There's like 300 items in two fields that you can only click arrows right and left on. Oh, oh yeah. right. Yeah. So and, it would be like, so, hey, check out 164. And you'd be like, click, 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 click. <laughs> crap. I guess I don't mind because I'm the one designing the website. Oh, snapped. <laughs> well, it wasn't really, I wasn't snapping. I'm just saying. I mean, everybody can have their point and, you know, like their hand in the design pot, if you will. Yeah. yeah, I think we all got a little bit, right? Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only thing, other thing I really want to say about my week was uh, I wanted to thank Curse Gaming for uh, they put a news thing up about our podcast. So I thought that was really cool of them. So I wanted to thank them. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, their I news say plug on there, too. Yes, yes. I was going to uh, try to keep that updated with some info and, and stuff. But... Uh, um, uh, I forget what I was going to say, but basically, uh, we really appreciate them putting that up there. Mm-hmm. And that is a big deal. I mean, Curse is a huge site with excellent add-ons. So I'm going to throw <laughs> it over to Eric. With, okay, to me. Um, I've played one time. <laughs> you only played uh, once? Yes, I played one time, and oh, wow. uh, it's it's not because I'm already tired of this game. It's because uh, we've had a, a huge change of uh, website. Uh, I've, I've been coding, designing, debugging, just you know, trying to get this thing back up. Uh, I, I sort of think it's my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Spencer did some horrific things that um, destroyed the universe, and I had to restore it. Uh, yeah. And uh, so um, I did squeeze in a game in there, and I was excited to download Curse's client. Now I sound like a commercial, but uh, I downloaded uh, <laughs> the Curse client, which is very excellent. I mean, you just pretty much go through a list, say, I want that, I want that, I want that, and download it, and then it keeps it updated and whatnot. Anyway, so... And ubercurse.com does all the rest of the work for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I grabbed... Uh, uh, let's see what I grabbed. Oh, Junk Dump. This is something I, I liked about um, some of the WoW add-ons was the fact that you could go to a merchant and just instantly sell all of your gray items. And... Uh, it just saves you lots of clicking and looking and just time. It's just tedious. Um, 
I thought this was pretty funny in the history text on uh, version 0.85. It says, we'll no longer sell mounts. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> oh, that's wow. Funny. Okay. So that doesn't happen anymore. So everybody can check it out. Um, also, <laughs> also I checked out eMonitor. Oh my God. This thing is overpowered. Okay. What is it? Uh, I kind of, um, I almost didn't want to say anything on the show about it, but I'll go ahead and just talk about it because it'll probably get nerfed probably in 24 hours. Okay. There was a set of macros that we could use um, back in the WoW days. It would basically be a one-touch heal, one-click heal. You heal anyone around you who's low in health. Well, the same thing is true in, uh, in Warhammer. It, uh, the plug-in is, or the add-on is called eMonitor, and basically what happens is the mod constantly keeps your friendly target set to the person with the lowest health that is in range and is in line of sight. So basically, it's automatically switching to the lowest person depending on where you are and how many yards apart. So I have mine set to 150 yards because that's uh, the, that's the maximum range that one of my healing spells can cast. So basically, all I do in a scenario is stand somewhere near all the people and spam either my what's equivalent to my lesser heal, my greater heal, or my HOT, my heal over time. And, uh, and since I got this add-on, I played two scenarios, and I got to the top of the healing chart by a long shot, by at least 10,000 yeah, more. Like cheap. To me. Oh, it's totally cheating. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it's a, it's going to get nerfed. I mean, I, yeah, ho- that's, that's I, I mean, ridiculous. I hope it does, but it is so ridiculous. And get this, there was three people pounding on me, and uh, I, uh, me and another guy both had the same add-on. We're both healing. So people start pounding on me. Three melee. Boom, 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 boom. I'm spamming this thing, so it's finding that the low, the lowest health target is myself. And this, my healer friend was finding that his lowest target was me. So I'm just, no one can touch us. Plus, everyone around us is getting healed and we don't move. We, we can just kind of uh, read USA Today while we hit one over and over and over and over. That sounds <laughs> so exciting. I, I want me a piece of that hot healing action. Yeah. So, uh, wow. I got that kind of healing action when I was in scenarios because let me tell you. <laughs> and, you know, it was uh, because last week I uh, were, I was complaining, or I guess we were all kind of complaining about the fact that it's really hard to target in this game. And it's still true unless you use some cheap kind of add-on like this one. I, I actually did some uh, warbanding this week, and um, I found that the even the warband thing was hard. To, I mean, you can't tell who has what buff. You know, you you don't know what you've done. And I think that that kind of thing is gonna it is gonna be solved by the mod community when we get more unit frames and stuff like that. That's true. So I, I'm not really all that concerned about that at this time. The thing that still pisses me off is why tab is not target closest by default. It's just, it makes no sense to me. I I would like to understand why that decision was made, Mm -hmm. um, but I cannot. Yeah, um, there there is one other one uh, that I wanted to mention. It's uh, called Healing Grid or something, Heal Grid. Uh, It's basically big, huge buttons uh, as an overlay, and it's basically um, people around you, uh, or no, people in your group, and it uh, has big numbers and a color. Green meaning they're good, and then it goes into yellow and then red, and you can click these buttons, it'll target the person, and then you can hit your healing button. So it's not automatic or anything, it's just making it a little easier to target. 
That's a good. Was, that's a good idea. I was curious if you had tried the uh, Heal Heal Revolution mod. No, I like the name. What does it do? Uh, that's where you set up a dancing mat in front of your computer <laughs> nice. and you heal <laughs> by dancing in time with the combat. Wow. Oh. Yeah, man, the mod community is getting outrageous. But between that and and we fit, I, I would just uh, man, um, bulk up. Um, so let's see, that's really it for me. I just kind of hopped on that one time, played around with some add-ons, and got in some some uh, some uh, scenarios and and cheated. <laughs> so anyway, who who wants to go next? Wes, I shall go next. <laughs> had a very exciting week. Um, I I didn't actually level all that much, which is really surprising for how much I played. Um, I did uh, some scenarios. I finally got my uh, Zealot up to level 13, so I was doing some uh, Tier 2 scenarios and got over to Ostland and, and I'm poking around over there. Uh, but I found, I, I got very frustrated because I was trying to uh, finish off my quests in... Um, what is it? Uh, Nordland? Is that the south one or is it Norska? Nordland's the mm. one on the bottom, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to finish up my quest in Nordland, and a lot of the quests were in the RVR lake, and the order had it locked down, and I couldn't motivate people to help me, you know, go do stuff. And so I couldn't finish the quests in that area, and I knew I was about to level, and I wouldn't be able to go into the RVR lake anymore. Oh, and sucks. as a bit of a quest whore, you know, an anal retentive questy person, that was bothersome. I'll tell you, you though, those RVR quests, they're so little on XP, though, that I don't even do them half the time. I honestly, I, I ran into the exact same problem in uh, one of the betas, I forget which one, and since then, as, as, for the entirety of Grinthrax, his character, I have not taken a single quest from a uh, a war camp. I just it just doesn't seem worth it to me. They're going to clog up my space, and I'm never going to do them. So, I don't mind the exploration ones. I mean, those are fairly easy. All you got to do is get in the zone, and even if you die, you know, the next time you come, you might be able to sneak through them and get to the, you know, trigger the discovery. Um, yeah. But, like, there was one uh, in um, Nordland. It was where you had to go and find some cowering citizens and kill them in that <laughs> area. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, I, I just want to look at the other guys and go, oh, quit picking on me. Why won't you leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, in a PvP game, that's, uh, you know, that makes me feel like a big loser. <laughs> um so uh, I, I was a little bit frustrated by that. And uh, another thing was it was very difficult. I, I finally, um, uh, me and one other guy went around and took um, all the RVR points in Nordland. And then we decided, and, and then he had to leave. And I was like, hey, look, nobody's guarding any of this stuff. Let's go up to Norska and take the one that's up there and we'll capture the whole zone. And nobody would reply. Hmm. And that seems pretty weak to me. So the community well, you're saying is weak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying... And, and, and honestly, it's still... I, I, I had a discussion with someone on Vent about this. I think that to sort of expect a community to appear out of whole cloth when the game is just out, the people that had played previously are, you know, at this point, they're higher than Tier 1. So they're they're a little bit higher in the game. But... Uh, I, 
but, but it, it takes a while for that kind of thing to, to show up. It's sort of my point. Well, uh, what I'm thinking, though, is I think it's a I, I think that the server size is too small in comparison to the number of zones that need to be covered. Yeah. I mean, I was in a queue to get onto the server. And I don't think there were enough people playing in that tier one zone for for anyone. You know, a certain percentage of the people playing in tier one should be people interested in RVR, right? Well, but you can't control well, who's interested not. in it. Or I not, mean, right? you, you also can't control the, the the population dispersion at all. So, I mean, well, but you get my drift. You know, there were tons of people over in the uh, dark elf area That's just true. going to town on the lake PvP. I mean, yeah. you don't know. Well, anyway, just just an interesting little little side note. Um, I uh, did um, play a little bit with my order character, uh, and we I, I got onto Iron Rock, and mostly it's because I kind of feel bad for my order character. I feel <laughs> like he is you know a poor you know unappreciated dwarf, you know of great <laughs> worth, and he who, might be. But he's just not where I, you know, he's just not my favorite. He's, 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 you know, my, he's my second child, I guess. Second fiddle. Um, but, uh, so I, I got oh, on. I there. hope when you have a second child, they don't listen to this podcast and find out that you hate them. <laughs> this is true. As a matter of fact, Wendy's pregnant. But anyway, um, so, uh, I, I logged on and, uh, our guild over there, I think it's level five, I think. And, uh, I, you know, and made an announcement to the guild and we, uh, we decided we were going to do a bandit run. We did the uh, bandit queen layer up in Ekrand. Are you familiar with this? You know what the layers are, right? Yeah. Layers. Yes. These are those little circular doors that you have to do things to get through them. I still them. have not done a single one of those and I don't know what it entails and yeah. I don't know what's inside for all I know it's gooey candy. I don't I just don't know. <laughs> I haven't well, seen one either. I had actually read up on the Bandit Queen one and knew where it was and I mentioned it and some people were like, "Yeah, we can do that." So I go over and I, f- I find the door, you know, and um uh, some uh, a couple of the the Gujers that are playing with target is not attackable uh came and joined me and then um but the goal of this particular one, and this is um, north, like if you're if you're looking um, at the map of Ekrand, it's at the very very north, like just sort of due east of the most northernmost capture point for the RVR Lake. Um, you kind of go up a little slope there, and there's one of these layers in the back. And the goal here is once you get close to it, you get an aura. And uh, you see it. It's like purple smoke coming off of you. And everyone in your party will get that aura as well. And then you need to spill blood for the Bandit Queen. So some of your party needs to go out, find another player, kill them in the RVR zone, and that will open the door so that you can go in. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to be standing at the door to get the aura so that your party has it. At least that's the theory. Nice. What ends up happening is, number one, I still do not understand what it exactly requires to get the aura onto you. We tried keeping two people up there. We positioned them in various places near the door, around the door, you know, staggered down the valley to the door. And we could get it so that they would stay. But we never had any understanding of what triggered that aura (laughs) to stay on our people. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we would just get messages. Aura's gone, and we'd move around till they said it was back off. 
I mean, you know, until it was back on. Um, hmm. Then they would kill people, and um, the door wouldn't open. Maybe they had to kill a certain amount or something. I have no idea. I still have no idea what we have to do. The only way that I ever ended up actually getting the door open was I would lure... Elite hacks. I would lure um, uh, destruction people up there, you know, and then they would kill me, okay? (laughs) And then I'd be dead, but the door would be open, so I'd respawn, and and they weren't there to go into the lair, you know? They were there to kill me, so they would go away as soon as they saw I was dead, and then I could come back and um, go in the lair. So So maybe uh, it took, like, your own party's blood. It very well could. Who knows? But we, it was me and Fliss and Bowden and, uh, and another uh, player named Marlette who was helping us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, uh, we ended up getting the door open the first time. We go in. Uh, Fliss is a white lion. So we send, his, his, we send him and his lion up to go and attack the ghost of the bandit queen. And oh my God, she hits hard. 600 to 800 points a hit. I mean, just wham, wham. And so we were down like in maybe 15, 20 seconds. Huh. And what's weird about that is that, I mean, that's going to be limited to 11 and below mm-hmm. and as far as rank. She's an so, 11, a level 11 hero mob. I, I, I still think that a lot of... Uh, and and I've gone off about this before, but I feel like them partitioning out off the content the way they have and making it making it inaccessible to uh, higher ranks is is a mistake. I mean, I will now. I unless I make a new character, I will never see that content. So, well, but like, that's I mean, for something like that, that to me that seems good. I mean, it's like so what if a level forty can come down there and kill her in one hit? What's the point? You know, you're, well, no, I'm not the saying it's not going to be worth it, it. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. You know, I, I I really do think there there could have been a more elegant solution, um, such as de leveling, such as making multiple um, multiple rank versions of the same thing, so that they don't partition off their content in that way. Uh, but you know, maybe that's just me. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, um, actually, I think de leveling or or yeah, I think de leveling would be a good answer. I do too, and for the most part, I don't think it's that big of a problem right now. Like with lots of people with young characters, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And, and I guess one thing I kind of do like about it, even maybe not deleveling, is so what if not everybody gets to go to that content with that character? You know, that makes unique experiences for people, and I think that's very. I think that's one cool thing about this this MMO that a lot of them don't have is is that unique experience. You okay, know? I can buy that. There is some value to that, but it 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 does sort of um, irk me that when I was leveling up in that range, I had no idea that that was even an option, and and I and and that that. I don't like that. I, I if I had known that it was there, I might have gone and made an attempt to do it. But you know, it was never there was never any quest that pointed me in that direction or anything that I took. You know, I have been avoiding the the LRVR lakes, so yeah. maybe that's not in there. But you know, it is what it is. Well, to finish my story, um, we ended up uh, getting uh, another group to come and help us, and it took us probably about an hour 
to do whatever it was that it took to open the door again. And <laughs> it involved us being out hunting while the two people standing at the door got killed. It sounds so, like uh, <laughs> in, the, in the Star Wars Galaxies pre-Jedi Everywhere stage when everyone was trying to figure out what it took to be a Jedi. Yes. Um, if I log on for eight minutes and then log off <laughs> and then dance in my underwear uh, <laughs> recite Star Spangled backwards banner banner backwards uh, while covered in whipped cream and I log on I'll be a Jedi awesome <laughs> well we ended up having a tank this last time and we got her down to about 20 or 30 percent and then she she just hit twice really really heavy and we couldn't get the heels caught back up again um, so we went down and none of us had the patience to spend another hour trying to figure out how to open the door so but we did try we made two good attempts on the on the bandit queen and her lair and uh, that was that was my exciting week and I know that sounds brutal because it does. It sounds brutal, like spending two hours and then walking away with nothing. But the group or the war band that finally kills her or that someone's a part of, you know, yeah, just that is an awesome experience you yes. have. Agreed. And so Agreed. I, I, I think that's awesome. Personally. So who's next? Very cool. I uh, guess I'm the, the last one um, here. So here goes uh, Grinthrax. <laughs> The um, Orc of Doom is now rank 17. His title is The Friendly. I don't know why. I just kind of went with that. <laughs> That's the uh, title that you get for adding five people to your friends list, uh, <laughs> which was a huge accomplishment because I don't like people. <laughs> I'll vouch for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I... I when I started the week, I was... Uh, around level 14 I was level I was level 12 and I I hit 14 and I was about to enter um, chapter 8 on the greenskin side uh, which is a really cool chapter I like it a lot it's sort of inside a dwarf temple and it's um, really really packed in lots of content in a very small amount of space uh, which makes for some sort of hectic uh, runawaying that you may have to do because you're running through like three public quests and six questing zones and they're all trying to kill you by the time you're running away so that that was kind of nifty but I had sort of gone through the content too quickly and and I was getting I was level 14 I was getting a drop equipments that were level 18 minimum to get so I was like eh, I'm gonna go do something else so I flew over to Shadowlands which is the Dark Elf tier 2 starting point and uh, me and Shanks who is Rootbender's alt we uh, started duoing through that and oh my god God, the difference in leveling speed is just phenomenal. Hmm. Um, if you have the option, take on same level content if you're looking to level quickly because you will just go so much faster. You'll just cut through mobs like crazy and it, you'll have a great time. So that's my uh, fortune cookie tip of the week. Nice. In bed. Yeah. In bed. Um, <laughs> I've also been sort of down on, on player quest for a while. I, I have... Uh, believe been on the record saying that I think that they're boring and I don't see why anyone would do them ever. Or if I didn't say that, I thought it to myself when I was going to bed one night. Um, but I sort of discovered what they're good for. <laughs> and that's when you don't feel like doing anything strenuous. Like, 
you log on and you're tired and you don't really want to do whole much, sit in mm-hmm. front of a PQ for a couple hours and grind away at it. That's sort of what I what I've discovered. Hmm. Yeah, and, the, what do you, and later on too, they start changing a little bit. I I, I almost see the PQs as almost like instances in other MMOs in a way. It's kind of like this get a group together or a raid and go do this event and now they're actually starting to have like different things happen in them like where you have to guard some guy because all these things are coming to kill him while the other guys go out and clear out other things you know things like that yeah. so I, I think it's a, a nice twist on that um, but I, I do wish the influence was a little bit faster on them like every time I get well, to the end, I'm like, man, I wish I hadn't had to do it two more times. You know, see, this is this is. I think they have two conflicting things here. You get an experience bonus for doing a a um, public quest the first time, and what that's telling you is to go and do all of the public quests in a chapter because you get a higher experience total for for doing it that way. But at the same time, if you don't roll for roll well from loot then you get a um, persistence bonus for staying on the same public quest so they have these two separate sort of things going where I, I don't think the experience bonus is enough to pull people away from doing the same public quest over and over and over again I, um, I wish they kind of tied those in together like if your persistence bonus went to all the uh, the PQs in that chapter but even yeah, I agree above and beyond that instead of having these three levels that you get to why not just have it if you complete you know every single uh, section of those three PQs you get all three items mm-hmm. <laughs> well I, 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 I do think that the, the slot machine has its own value um, in terms of it being a big deal when you do pull up a gold bag or a purple bag no know? I'm talking about the stuff you get at the you know when you turn in the rally master oh okay still do the chest but not have you have to grind basically because there is a little bit of grinding involved if you yeah. want you know the best item my the one thing that i do appreciate the persistence bonus for is you know if i'm walking around soloing and i come across a public quest and there are four or five people doing it i will stick around you know, even if I was doing something else, if it's a public quest I haven't done before and there's five or six people doing it, you know, I'll stop and I'll play. And let's say I don't score very well and I want to do it again. You know, the persistence bonus will also get the other people who didn't do well to like if I go, hey, are you guys interested in doing this again? People will say yes if they have a persistence bonus. I, I agree, but I also I wish that there was more of an incentive to sort of do multiple player uh, public quests. Um, there are public quests that are never ever populated, and there are the public quests that are right next to the chapter point. So everyone's always doing those. I and, do agree that 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 a I have completed every public quest in this chapter item might not be a bad idea. But you see, even I. I I, I, that's still not enough because you can't do a public quest by yourself. So just having that item as a benefit for one person doing it, I don't think that's quite enough. I think there needs to be some well, some sort of bit for the group. In I'm some talking way. about one for the rally master. Like like everybody who does every single quest in the chapter can go to the rally master and there's an item there for them. Does that make sense? Okay. 
Yeah, I think that I think that's a step in the right direction, but I think there would still be more needed. Personally, uh, it, it's just the you know the time ne- needed to go from public quest to public quest and to actually get a group of lemmings together to do it with you. You know, there needs to be something more substantial than that. But do you, can, anyway, can I ask you? Do you think that there is a um like, do you think that the the basic gameplay in Warhammer is a little too ADD? Do you think it's? Do you think that there is a flow that gets interrupted by things? And and uh, I, I, I need su- you. What do you mean? Well, you're, like, you're let's not- say you're adventuring. You've got two people, and you're adventuring. You know, and you guys are you know going around and and having a good time between the public quests and the regular quests and all the RVR is it too do you think it's too easy to get distracted and get pulled away and and there's a there's not a solid flow of gameplay well when um me and uh rootbender are out doing duo questing we have laser sharp focusing i mean we're going to be doing quest to quest to quest to quest bang 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 uh complete this chapter either move laterally over to another um another region's chapter or move on to the next chapter um public quests get completely ignored uh rvr is completely ignored if that's what we're going to do that's what we're going to do Um, And I think most people are the same way. There are a lot of people in our guild that all they ever do, as far as I can tell, is scenarios. They they log on, they say, is there a tier two scenario group? And if there is, they say, I want in. And they do that all night and then they log off. So just because there's a lot of things to do, I don't necessarily think that that makes the makes the players jump from thing to thing and never accomplish anything. Well, then maybe it's just me because I want to, you know, I find that, you know, I'm walking around by myself and there are quests I want to do. But then as I'm walking to that quest, I run into a public quest and I'm like, ooh, I want to do that. And then meanwhile, the guild is going, anyone want in on tier two scenarios? And I'll go, yes. So then I'll be in the middle of a PQ, (laughs) ignoring the quest I was on, and they get pulled into a scenario. Uh, for, I think for me, it depends on what phase it's on. If it just started, then uh, it gets bumped up in priority. You know, I mean, if it's on phase three, I mean, what's the what's the use in helping? You're not going to get anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, get real. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that changes a little bit. If you're there for the whole three, you you may still get something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if but, I'm there uh, early, then I'll stay. But I'm like that. I'm all ADD. I'm like, ah, there's something shiny over here. I'll do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I pretty much do a combination of all that. I pretty much, I I do chapter one and two of each area, and then I move laterally over to the next one, do the one, two, and the next one, do one, two, and then I do three, four, and then switch back and go that. But I try to keep queued in the scenarios or get into a group of scenarios at the same time, and if I run across BQs, I kind of do them just is to do them once and see if I like them. And usually there's one I like doing in in the set of like three, and that's the one that I'll grind on if if there's an item I like. Okay. Um, If there's not an item I like, I usually just, you know, head on. Hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree. There is... I don't know if it's a negative thing so much, but I I do agree there is some... uh, I realize I am saying you think it's a bad thing that there's too much to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, anyway, sorry to hijack your week there, Spencer. No problem. That was a good little talk there we had. I look forward to our next one. Yes, that's um, sweet. Let's see. It's the birds in and the, the bees, world of mods, I did pick up 
Plan B, which I know uh, Brent also picked up. It is a uh, it is a mod for uh, Black Orcs and Swordmasters. And what it does is every time you slip into another stance, it cycles uh, your action bar to the next one. So that means you can sort of... I, right now, I don't know about you, Brent, but I have nine attacks total, and I have them all mapped to one, two, and three. So I'm not constantly having to remember what stance I'm in. I can just you know keep, keep attacking. And I guess that might be construed as cheating, but I... I, I just think it, think of it as good organization. Wow, and it saves so much. I mean, I I, I kind of keep my my uh, my one key on everyone is my throw, so I can pull stuff no matter what what stance I'm in. And then my two is just DPS, and and three is my group. Like, um, and then my four is my uh, tanking buffs. Mm-hmm. So it, that way, I can just no matter what I'm doing, I either hit. Two, 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 or three, 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 or four. You know, so I can kind of cycle through without having to, uh, you know, look down at the keys and go, okay, what was that one again? Mm-hmm. Okay, see, look at I have tip. mine organized by how much I use them. Um, like I have the 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 armor debuff um, set to one, and my and my tank buffs, my my uh, level two and level three tank buffs set to two and uh, set to one as well. So if I'm, you know, when I'm. Uh, in doubt, I just spam one, <laughs> and I play with I play with two bars. So my second bar is all of my all of my sort of utility stuff that I always want to be there. So yeah, yeah, I have two bars too. Anybody here have four? I I have all four out. You do? Yep. Are they filled up? No, not even close. But I but yeah, I'm able to case. clearly organize everything. Like you oh, know, right. I put all my crafting stuff in the bottom right. I put my buffs, you know, in the bottom left. I put my potions on the top right. You know. Oh, so you pull <laughs> items out? You know, I just make sure that I've got, you know, as as much as I can, you know, available at a touch. So. Honestly, what I'm really looking forward to is bongos for war. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. Real. Uh, for people who don't know, Bongos is a, uh, a bar mod for Warhammer that lets you basically put buttons wherever you want. So I'm looking forward Warcraft. to that. Yeah. Uh, on Friday night, I think I did some Lake RVR with a whole bunch of guildies. We put together a uh, a war band and we went to um, the uh, Dwarf Greenskin Tier Two area. And there was some pretty pretty nifty stuff going on there. Uh, there was another guild there as well, Eye of Horus, uh, and uh, so we we hung out with them and took both keeps, which they weren't really well defended, so it wasn't really all that awesome. But we still had fun, um, and uh, yeah, just wanted to mention that. Hmm. And the last thing I've got is I set up a Snotling beating macro. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love beating my snotling. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. I uh, enjoy whipping it out and just wailing on it whenever I have a chance. Um, but I hate typing slash special all the time. I feel like you know, I'm a I'm a black orc on the go. I don't have time to type slash special every time my snotling needs a whipping. So I set up a macro. It's uh, it's on that utility bar I told you that's always there. Nice. So I just you know can just beat my snotling as the mood strikes me. No fuss, no muss. 
beat and snot like. I, yeah. I like that, but I, I just rebound every single key and ability to uh, uh, a macro that included that that at the end. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So. And that's my week. Cool. Fascinating, Captain. And what a week it was in war. That was a pretty big week. It was. was. Now we're on to some news and We're going to end up postponing the dwarf thing again, aren't we? Yes, it's already postponed. (laughs) You didn't get the notice. (laughs) But we will talk about the uh, uh, Ekrand. Okay, Ekrand. Let's move on to news and discussions here. The first thing we've got here is the Devoted Inquirer. And uh, I think basically the thing we want to say here is check your emails if you're in the... uh, the war game, right? Right, right. Uh, and, and there's check a your, you know check your emails all the time because you're we're getting um, in-game bonuses for all kinds of weird stuff. And this is um, this is an actually a unique title that you can get if you are a uh, veteran war newsletter subscriber, which you may be if you uh, signed up for the beta a long time ago because that was one way to get into the beta was to be a, a newsletter subscriber. So. Hmm. Um, and so the uh, uh, next thing is the War Kicks Gold Sellers in the Ghiblies. And this was a blog post um, about them banning people. And this is uh, Mark Jacobs' blog, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, it's got a long name, so we'll post in the show notes. But basically, he, he talks about how much he hates gold uh, sellers and their attempts to ban them and how they've banned a lot of them. And there's like no tolerance for them or anything that as soon as their team finds one, they ban them. Mm-hmm. They even have a little graphic on their site, the ban hammer count. <laughs> nice. Like 4,000 and something. It's crazy well, how they better. <laughs> it's crazy how quickly they came out. Like on day one, I got spammed. Yep. Yeah. Seriously though, but the best rate that I've seen is fifty gold for thirty two dollars? Yeah, thirty two dollars for fifty gold. It just seems like gold. Who would is actually not that do yet. that? Hmm. I think it's someone who just starts and thinks gold's going to be hard to come by, and that they're go- going to need it. I find but, that there's uh, not many interesting things to buy, or maybe I'm low level. No, I mean there's yeah. you know you'll be buying some siege weapons and stuff, and your mounts yeah. and. Uh, yeah. I don't know if last name cost anything, which I didn't even know you you got, but apparently you do it like level twenty or so. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, I don't know if that cost anything. Hmm. Uh, but I actually had a run in with one of the uh, the uh, gold sellers the other day. Oh, I, really? I, every Tell once in a while, I hit R, which is reload in TF two, and so I'm always used to just tap an oh. R, and and it'll bring <laughs> up the reply to. You know, tell. And I was yeah. like, "Oh crap! I missed someone who wanted a guild invite." So I sent him a tell, and I was like, uh, "You know, hey, sorry, Mister Tell. I um, uh, hope you're not one of those gold sellers." Ha 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 ha. And like, you know, two minutes later, I get this gold seller power leveling message from the person. And I was like, "Crap!" Oh, I walked into it. it was like you know answering spam. It's like the worst thing you can do. He put me on every list, and you know, I'll probably have to like change names or something. Wow. Dude, you totally should have sent him a guild invite. <laughs> <laughs> he would have accepted. I wonder if we could have tithed him. I mean, I wonder if we could have taxed the gold seller. Mm, Just tax nice. one person. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Hmm. I, I cool, really have enjoyed the messages that you get on the screen when they ban a bunch of them. You know, they'll put little silly messages that are server-wide announcements of you know horrible things that they did to the gold sellers. And they try I to mean, keep it in-game. You know, I'd like a little sound effect if I'm messaged in-game, you know? There is a well, mod there, for that. It's a mod mm-hmm. for that. 
We'll be talking about that later on. The next thing on our uh, news and discussions was a MMORPG interview with Mark Jacobs about having no official forums and still being accountable. I uh, have not read this. This is—I so, don't know if y'all have noticed—but uh, War, Warhammer does not have a forums of their own. Like you I think that for- is so smart. Um, and and they basically, I kind of think they kind of use uh, was it Warhammer Alliance? Alliance? Yeah, is their that forums that they check a lot to kind of to keep up with things. But there's no place for someone to actually type in, "Hey, you guys suck," or "Wow's better," you know, or yeah. you know, "The War Killer is," you know, all those things yeah. that people post over all the other forums. And it's basically just a post about that why they didn't do it. And yeah, interesting. I think I think um, you know forums, your own forums. I mean, you lose out probably in some you know advertising revenue, but there is just a headache there that I, I wouldn't want if I were a game designer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it can lead some games down the wrong path because there's you know oh, it's the yeah. vocal minority. You know, it's it's probably not even ten percent of the actual players in the game, and to think that you know they're maybe not deciding but they could have an impact on the game just because a lot of them think one thing oh yeah try looking at the uh, age of conan forums seriously and then uh, honestly um if you if you ignore all of these um terrible suggestions that are made in forums then you get branded with the oh they don't listen to their their fans yeah they don't they don't care about us Mm -hmm. yep yeah, and I think I think uh, Mythic has showed that uh, actions speak louder than words on that one. So yeah, da dun, da dun. Uh, so uh, after that, we've got um, well, this is kind of going back to that thing: the road toward destruction one. And so we got a tier two city. I guess all destruction on all servers get tier two. Hmm. Yeah, um, and that, that's not a permanent thing. You know that can change. So yeah, yeah, but we'll keep it. We'll make it three and four and stuff. <laughs> Uh, there was also a uh, grab bag Q and A. Uh, where is that? WarhammerOnline.com. Oh, the Herald. Herald. Yeah, the War Herald. Yeah, and it had some interesting stuff on there, which isn't in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, who put that in here? Just uninteresting things. No, it was some interesting things about. Um, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but about. Uh, contributing to city ranks right um, how many ranks there are and I thought one thing that was interesting was someone asked basically about having too many people in their guild like alts and stuff mm. and they basically said that that does not hurt your guild that all experience and all basically all the actions you do contribute to the guild so but, the the level of the guild is not tied to the number of people in the guild is, right. is what they're saying right Right, so I thought that was interesting, and we'll link this article because there's also some new stuff that they've just put up there uh, that it's really interesting to read, and and if they keep updating it, it that's going to be really um, a valuable communication tool for them, I think. Yeah, the one thing that's kind of weird, you know, they and they also the 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 War Herald in general is where they put all of the information, such as the patch notes. Um, I wasn't even really completely clear on the fact that there had been a patch. I sort of wish that they had the patch notes on their on their um, patching tool, like like is the norm. That's a good point. Is that just no, that I agree. By the way, the banhammer is currently up to four thousand and fifty one gold sellers have been banned. Hmm. Nice, wow. And I think that's their uh, 
it's a static image, so I think they they banned four thousand and fifty one people, and that'll be the image until they go through their next round. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if every single one of those is fifty fifty bucks for the account? Is is that a master account ban, or is it or is it just a game account ban, or does it just ban that one name from that? Hmm. I don't like, know. You have to I mean. I mean, we were we were talking about that in, in Guild Chat the other night about, you know, the, how they're dealing with the, the gold farmers. And someone even thought that they had uh, somehow hacked into the chat client to send stuff because they were getting so many tells, which I don't really think that happened at this point. Um, hmm. I think it would be much worse if, if they could actually hack into the chat client. Yeah, um, it really has. I and mean, it's been it's been bad, but it hasn't been anywhere near. For example, Warhammer bad. I'm sorry. Warcraft. Whatever, the other one. Warcraft. Warcraft bad. <laughs> I get about Where, as yeah. I get about as many as I do in DDO each night. Um, and uh, but in DDO, I can right click on the name and report them as a spammer. Yeah, I, that needs to be added. Yeah, yeah. Now, have y'all found kind of a um, we all kind of gloss over those, like where you see it and just kind of don't even read it anymore, and it's just kind of eh, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. I just see a little a small wall of text. And I just if I see it. the letters USD, <laughs> I, yeah. I just scroll right by it. True. Awesome. Now I know how to never get a reply from you ever. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll probably make a mod that you know it's spam filter for that kind of stuff. Too. Oh yeah, that's yeah. you know, a, a definitely a good one to uh, get out there but um, I, we were talking about what they could do to actually make it uh, harder on them and, and I thought that it, what would be cool is if they uh, basically made you sign the EULA that said if you get banned within your free month that will actually charge you uh, your monthly fee and then someone else said well you know what would be even better is if they charge you an administration fee for having to ban you you know, nice. so you start charging these people like a hundred bucks each time, and then there's no way they would be able to afford it. I don't about, understand how they can afford about, it anyway. I yeah, mean, I mean, what what about a uh, bird flu epidemic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, if you sell gold, we will give you bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> we will mail it to your house. But really, I mean, it, and actually, I, that's I think it's really exciting. I would love to be the guy. I mean, imagine all they got to do is give somebody a commission. You know, I'll give you, you know, you get two bucks for every person you ban for selling gold. You know, uh, oh, I thought you were going to say for, you know, give them bird flu. No, no, no. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, in, in two weeks, they've banned four thousand and fifty one people. You know, at two bucks a head, that's sixteen thousand dollars, or pardon me, eight thousand dollars. So, yeah. But anytime you 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 add law enforcement plus monetary gain for law enforcement, you add the possibility of grift and all kinds of nasty stuff. But I, I my whole thing is, how do these gold farmers make enough money to keep buying these accounts? It's it's a big business. They make a lot of money. I know one person who ever bought anything from a service, and they basically bought a level 60 character in WoW. Or you, or you know one person that will admit it. I, I, I think <laughs> you guys, if, if you guys were to do it, I think you would tell me. Mm, you would tell well, me about it. No. It'd be good content I, for I mean, I would. I mean, I would just never do it. I think it's stupid. Um, even when I was, um, you know, I, I, I never could get into wow enough to ever play with the people that I wanted to play with you know I always wanted to play with the, the level 60 friends that I had and I could never 
get that far because, you know, around level 30 or so, I just completely lose interest. So it did enter into my head, you know, maybe I could just buy a character, but holy crap. It's just, it just, it feels so skeezy on the face of it. I mean, I'm afraid I would catch bird flu just from <laughs> these people. So I actually do not have anything. I do not have a personal problem with someone who does not have much time buying a character so that they can play with their friends. The problem is all the supplementary stuff that comes with it. You know, like, uh, I don't mind the idea, you know, I mean, at level, well, now 30 in WoW, you need them out. I mean, you need it. And if you're only able to play, you know, like 30 minutes a night because you've got, you know, two kids and two jobs, you know, I don't, I don't feel too bad about you purchasing that gold, but there's all this awful that comes along with it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, know, that ruins the economy and things like that. EverQuest 2 is the only game I know that has gotten around this in a reasonable way. They have they their sell it own, themselves. Yeah, they have <laughs> but they have they have specific servers where it's allowed. So, you uh, can go to a server, I forget what they're called. They're called like marketplace servers or something like that. You can you can create a character or move a character onto one of those servers and then do all of your buying and selling through their service directly so it's safer and and it sort of alleviates the problem for the other servers but uh i don't know why more people more more companies haven't done that yet so but does that really work i would still see see that uh gold sellers should probably go to those servers where you can't buy it you know what Except- i mean the people that are going to buy it are generally going to gravitate towards the place where it's allowed. I think if you give people uh, a sort of legal alternative to the illegal stuff, or, you know, we're not talking about laws here, we're talking about rules, but still, it's same same basic philosophy. I think that they're going to go with the, the more above-board solution under most circumstances. Uh, I and I will true. say that playing playing eq2 i have played quite a bit i've seen significantly less gold sellers there than i have even in war already so you know i think it does work okay wow we've had two interesting discussions tonight holy crap let's just get on to these damn patch notes here Um, (laughs) (laughs) um they let's see what day was this does anybody know what day the patch went up no no we just know that it came up they they closed the servers at five a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for an update on some day. Um, their estimated downtime was four hours on that same some day, and they expected to be ac- back up by nine a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on that day. And they actually were only down for an hour and a half. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, let's see the patch notes. The queues bypass system. This is totally awesome for people who continue beyond all reason to play on servers with high populations like <laughs> us. Players' position in the queues will now be saved when they are disconnected for a short period of time. If you crash, if your computer goes down, if you have a freak tornado that causes your computer to magically fly across the room, disconnecting it from the power and then flying back, plugging itself back in, amazingly coming back online, you can join right back into the game without hitting the queue. I like that. I love this, this new thing. I, I have an issue with my computer right now where it just uh, uh, goes to sleep and basically says uh, auto detect something mode blah 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 and your it's, computer's an arc 
It's, <laughs> and so it, it just cuts everything off like vent I mean it shuts the system down basically and so I have to hard you know I have to hit the button on the front and hold it down until it reboots uh, so this has <laughs> saved me a big headaches having to sit there in the queue now this is a question that I've heard and I haven't tested it out myself can you switch to an alt oh without relogging yeah, uh, does you, anybody? You could if you, uh, you know, pull I, the plug. I don't remember now. <laughs> I'll oh. test it out. Next time I get on, I'll test that out. Okay. Um, the second thing is the Guild Tavern. All players in the Guild will now have access to the Guild Tavern at the appropriate Guild rank level, um, which is something like level three or something. Uh, pretty much everyone, every Guild will have it. Hmm. What's that? Um... Nope, I'm wrong. Level six is entry to the guild hall. Yeah, that tavern is going to get busy. That's where all of the... uh, You can get all of your Renown gear there. um, And if you log off in the guild tavern, you will get rested XP at a faster rate than you will logging off elsewhere. I wish that this was an instant zone with multiple portals, though. I absolutely agree. I agree, too. I wish that, you know, in each zone there was an entrance to your guild hall so that you could go in and exit through the same door. Well, I don't agree and with I, that. But. I also wish that the guild banker was there. I, I That would be nice. Still hate where the guild banker is. They, tactic trainers. All tactic trainers in the main city libraries have been temporarily turned off while we investigate the issue involving them. Does anybody know what this issue is? Uh, apparently, um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't troll either country, Troll country Players will no longer get the T3 Tier 3 scenario queue window When attempting to zone into the scenario cave In troll country Which is a tier 2 zone So that's just a straight bug fix there um, Open RVR servers Players will no longer receive the bolster buff While in Cadron Valley Again you're not supposed to get bolsters pretty much anywhere in open RVR, so that's, again, just a bug fix. And as always, they're working to improve performance and stability across the board. Woohoo! Nice. In general. Yeah. So can we move on here? Moving on. <laughs> What's this thing, the war at the Penny Arcade Expo? Who put that there? Uh, that was probably me. It was just a news thing about uh, they're going to be there on those dates, and I'm not looking at the thing right now. So, night, I guess uh, August 29th to the 31st. Really? In so, August, uh, they they were there. there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get my months mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you were there, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I look forward to next year when they are not going to be there, as far as we know. Yeah. Machinima, what does war mean to you? Yeah, this was uh, released last month. This was uh, made by our friend June from Stone Falcon Productions. You might have seen Snacky's Journal, uh, a lot of her uh, World of Warcraft Machinima. Um, Anyway, uh, she has um, made what she thinks might be the first comedy Warhammer Machinima, possibly. Uh, It's pretty good. It's a quick and dirty one. Um, Usually she gets really in-depth with things, you know, but uh, this is kind of an in-game, would you say kind of an interview style? Yes. You know, know, it's worth a few chuckles. It's it's pretty neat. Uh, We'll have a link to that. It's called What Does War Mean to You? So they have a model viewer yet for war, do you know? Not that I've seen. I haven't haven't seen any Machinima tools yet. 
so, but you know, if they if they exist out there and you know of one, please email it to us. Or don't email us the program. Email us the information <laughs> and a link to it. Or just send us the virus if you're going to send us the program <laughs> yeah. with the virus. Or uh, um, avian flu. Or whatever. <laughs> Two bucks. The last thing that we've got here on the list, and um, I actually have a couple of things here. We were talking earlier about how you can get all sorts of weird bonuses, uh, like you can get a title for being a subscriber to the newsletter. Uh, you can get a pie that you can throw at people for participating in this weird web marketing game that they had and all that stuff. Well, um, I, I received sort of strangely, and I think, I think Brent did too, um, you get a, a bonus for having under your master account both Warhammer and Dark Age of Camelot. Really? So I have a little Pendragon's knot on my armor because of that. So, huh. and uh, and Brent said he thought he just like played the trial or something and he got it. Uh, which yeah, means, just the free month. Yeah, which, which means I, I I bet you could go out and download the 14 day trial and uh, activate it under your master account and then get that reward. I'd yeah. like to see someone try that to see if it works. And and there is a chance that I forgot to like not you know unsubscribe after the first month and paid for a month, but right. I definitely wasn't in there more than you know that much. And the last bonus that I wanted to talk about is um, starting out when I opened up my collector's edition. One of the strangest things was that was in it was a code to get an exclusive multiplayer map for Command and Conquer Red Alert. I was like, huh. <laughs> So, I don't see that those audiences really cross over that much, but I guess the ones that do will have an extra map good for them. Um, well, it turns out that when Command & Conquer Red Alert comes out, it's going to have an exclusive bonus for Warhammer. And that is a hat that can turn you into a bear. <laughs> That will actually probably sell a lot of Command and Conquers. Wow. I hate to say it is probably going to sell the damn thing to me. I, oh. I, 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 I've, been, well, I've been sort of on the fence about Red Alert to begin Red Alert 3 to begin with. So Me, um, me too. I'm going to get it anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you guys let me know how it goes. I did not much care for Red Alert or Red Alert 2. The, this is the new thing that uh, a lot of MMOs are starting to do, too. I mean, WoW just did it with their, uh, what was it, the friend account thing and the Zebra. Yeah. To get a, a free mount for you know jumping through their hoops, and they're going to do some of the direct TV uh, for BlizzCon. It's just, and all these games are going to start doing it. They're going to be making these extra cool models that don't give you anything in the game but look cool, which yeah. is you know half of the fun of the game sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Cosmetics. Um, and uh, you know it's I don't know, I don't know. One way I hate it, and then the other way I, I like the items. It's a hat yeah. that turns you into a bear. How can you not like that? <laughs> yeah. uh, when so, I actually saw that, the first thing I did was I sent a message to Wes. Um, I don't remember what I said. Something like there was there, a lot a of cursing. Yeah, I was. I mean, it's 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 a it, hat it's that a turns you into a bear. Cursing. We know, okay? Yeah. So. <laughs> But he was cussing the the designers of the game. He's like, I can't believe they're doing this to me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, what's next? I guess uh, we're on to the mod of the week. 
Indeed. And this week, I just I threw one in. That we don't have any place in our document to uh, mention uh, the Gates of Ekron. So if we're going to do that, we should probably do it at some point before we get to the end of the show. Yeah, let's do it after this. Okay. Awesome. Just because we already started it. So the UI yes. mod of the week is uh, Chat Alert Bang. Um, and I just put it in here because we didn't have one and I like it. It was one of the one things that I hated at the beginning of the game was not knowing when someone sent me a tell. Exactly. And this thing makes a noise, but it's not like some of the ones you've heard in other games that is just so out of character for the game. It sounds like an in-game... You mean like a police siren or something? Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like that. You know? So it, it, it keeps you in-game. The only thing I don't like it, and there may be settings that I just haven't figured out how to get to yet, mm-hmm. but it... It will do it when you send a message. It will do it for every kind of chat that comes from, like, a uh, um, guild or tells or group or warband. It's good. But, it, it, like I said, it's not jarring. It's just enough to go, oh, I got a message, and it's in-game feel to it. So yeah. I just still don't mind it with that. It a beep or a little click or something. Yeah, The little triangle noises. Ding. Oh, that's good. Or maybe a pig oinking. Ding. Yeah, it's none of those. It, I <laughs> mean, seriously, it sounds like a uh, maybe like a book opening or something. It's something in game that um, I wish I could describe it better. But you'll just have to download it and try it. But I will. Or at all. Um, um, awesome. I'll probably put that one in. I I, I run very few mods because I I don't like. I still remember the first time um, my roommate Clint. Uh, could no longer fit all of his uh, WoW mods around his map because they were (laughs) (laughs) just overlapping and he couldn't get to all of them. That's a nightmare I do not want. So I I, I try and run as few mods as possible, but this sounds pretty good to me. And mine was always just updating and forgetting to update and having to update, but the, man, the Curse Client has made that a breeze. That's true. Does that sound like an ad? It does. The Curse Client. You want to put your mods in real easily. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I guess move on to the Gates of Ekrand, which is, this is our scenario segment. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll come up with a snazzy name later. Yeah. We scenario will. of the week. And a jingle. Satawa. Satawa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is anybody driving this or do I need to go through the Why are you driving? Things? So uh, this is the first, really the first one in the Greenskins versus Dwarves scenario. And on the green, and I'm going to have to talk more greenskins because, and I'll let you do the dwarves. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, as the greenskins, you start up on a hill, and uh, once the battle starts, you basically are looking at the dwarf castle, and it's got these siege towers that with ramps that you can run up into their tower. It's basically a three capture point style map. There's uh, uh, three flags, and the longer you stand by them without any of the opposing faction, um, you basically, this little meter pops up, and you end up controlling it if it gets to the end of that meter. The uh, way for the other team to turn it is just the same thing. Stand by the flag without you near it. Uh, So, uh, then there's three spots with Mm -hmm. a swoop was it the switch? The gate switch. The gate switch, which is probably the most important one. Yep. It's in the very center of the map on the uh, middle floor, or actually it's the bottom floor. Um, then there is the uh, ammunition. armor, ammunitions, and the supply room. Yes. And uh, those are on the outside, and basically one is kind of you know, closer to order and one's closer to destruction, so those are normally taken first by those groups. I would normally just run one person up to those. 
and let everybody else go to the other ones. Uh, there is a back door into both sides that you can get to if you run uh, to the right, basically, when you spawn in instead of running straight ahead. Uh, but that's kind of the mechanics. I, I, is it to 500? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you get points for kills, and you get points for holding the different flags. I believe you, you also get, get points for taking the flags. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like an initiative for taking the flag. The real key on this is that the gate switch in the middle is worth twice as many points as the other two points. So if you can capture the middle point, be ahead, and hold it, then you will probably win the game. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know if we want to go into strategies, but I, I think we should. I think uh, the biggest strategy on flag management is if you're if you're attacking to get a flag, fight away from the flag because you want to kind of draw them away from it. So maybe you can get someone to sneak up and get it or, you know, you get them coming to you and it's easier to kill a group if you got stragglers coming at you one at a time, things like that. Yeah, if you're trying That's just a general tip, try and draw the try and draw the defense away from the defensive point. Um, but it's especially important here. Um, I, I have a problem with this map. It sort of... I, I don't want to talk too much about TF2, but um, when we were first discussing uh, the the middle point of... Oh, crap. I can't even remember the name of the map anymore. Of... Uh, the, the one with the trains. Veterans. The one with trains. Whatever it was. Uh, in TF2. Oh, well? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, we sort of had a little argument about, you know, is the map pretty much decided by who gets to that center point first and who takes it? And I sort of feel that way about this one. You know, a, a, a good, well-organized, disciplined group, if they take the center point first, there's very little you can do to get them off of it. And, sure. and I'll say the same argument is uh, if you have another well-disciplined team to fight against, that uh, it won't be as hard. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen that happen yet. So far, right. virtually every time I've played it, and not every time, but the pers- the, the the team that first takes that center point wins. And, um, so- and the thing is, that's also, it, it's a beginning map for the most part and unless they ever institute something where these maps are going to rotate each month or something into a different tier level it's pretty much always going to be this you know kind of everybody's first try or you know maybe not working together as a team you're probably not going to have as many guilds going in with a full guild and things like that after these first few months as the guilds have kind of gone through that level right Um, but but by the same token the uh, the Empire versus Chaos Tier One, what is it called? Uh, Nord. Um, oh, I hate that one. Norden Watch or something like that. Norden Watch. Um, it it has the same mechanic, but it's spread out. And and you may hate it, but I vastly prefer it. I I, I think there's a lot more strategy involved in moving about and and where to go. Slow running. Is that the barracks and or the fortress yeah. and yes. oh that's my favorite one. Ekron yeah. to me is like just fighting. You know, it's yeah. it's battle and uh um, We have the high ground and the low ground. That's at least you you know use I, that I agree. Strategy. I mean there there is there is tactics um tactical considerations to be made. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm saying that it just seems to me like 
it's a rush to see who gets that flag first right. and everything else is secondary. Well, and, I, I think that you're right. I do think, though, that a lot of it is based on the like whatever team is overpowering the other tends to capture that first point when they first smash against each other like waves on the beach. Um, the one that survives is probably going to be the one that takes it and is also going to be the one that will hold it. Now, I have taken the gate switch. And, you know, I have turned the battle around, um, but it is a little more difficult. And a lot of times what it involves is it involves getting a good distraction to one of the other sites. And then you've got some people who don't know that the middle point counts double. And so they run to go take another point so that they're holding two. And then you're able to capture the gate switch. And that that brings into a good good uh, segue to the other tactic for flag management when you're defending one. Yes, uh, it's the opposite of when you're attacking. Get on that flag, fight on the flag. You do not want to give them a chance to sneak it away from you. And uh, the gate switch. When we have that, my back is to the flag. Yeah, and I let them come to me. I don't care if they're shooting me from above. I better have some healers healing me. Now, do you think it's as important to stand on the flags for the two on the side, or do you think you can sort of pay attention, as long as you're paying attention to whether the ones that are on the side are getting captured, where you can run over and get into the fight? I, I think you, there's too much chance of getting getting uh, held in place, because at those levels, you don't have uh, the things to get out of stuff. Right. And if you get held in place, that could be enough to, you know, uh, well, you know, actually, it takes longer than that. I don't know. I... I since everything is so close together on Ekrand, I think that there is you, you do have the ability to go and uh, and focus on maybe one of the of the secondary points in addition to the primary. Um, but you're still going to win on points if you hold the center and let them come to you and slaughter them on their way in. So. That's sort of my opinion. I, I, I would concentrate on uh, the flag closest to you and the gate switch. Have uh, You don't really need someone guarding that flag on your side so much, I don't think. I think you have traffic running through there. Uh, so yeah, you I mean, know generally you have it. healers. You have healers on that second level healing people on the main flag. So they'll be able to see... You know, make sure that your healers just check that flag every once in a while. Yeah, and just keep people up there on the balcony that don't need to be guarding down on the floor. One great thing about that balcony, as a healer and as a spellcaster, you can keep yourself away from the melee DPS. Um, if there's a lot of fighting going on downstairs, you can sort of stand on the edge and help the battle. And if, you know, you get ranged attack or anything, you just back up so that you're out of line of sight of the enemy. And then you can wait and then come forward again and, and begin doing what you were doing again with someone having, you know, let go of their aggro on you. Yeah. Are you ready for me to call for my first nerf call? My <laughs> first call for nerf okay. is as a result of this map, and that's the engineer's push. Yeah. Whatever that shove back is, it's bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's too early for it too. I mean, you know, none of the other classes see it till much later. I mean, compared right. to that. Right. And, and it, the, ra- the 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 amount that it pushes you back is just obscene. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I, I would say keep that. If I mean, is there a class on our on on our? <laughs> is there a class <laughs> on uh, destruction side that gets a uh, bump back like that at that level? You no, know, I 
I, the 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 counterpart is the Magus, and I do not recall that. Uh, I played a Magus to about twenty, and I do not recall getting that. I could be wrong on that, though. Um, so I, that's what I would say. I'd say give something equivalent to the other team. You know, this is all about you know balance in this game. So it, it, something comparable, I think, would fix it too. Which I'm always for giving something instead of taking something away. <laughs> Nerf it. <laughs> um, there are if you're looking at the gates in the the middle two doorways go to the lower floor which is where the gate switch is the outside two doorways go up to each side now you usually start cocked to one side and as Brent mentioned earlier you can run to the right when you first start off and get to the other side's um, flag that they're going to be capturing first um, I find that usually somewhere around mid-game, one or two people can go and take, as if there haven't been any attacks on the opponent's flag that they're holding, um, you can sometimes go and ninja it, and nobody will even notice. Yeah. Um, I honestly think a good tactic would be sending two people to your side upstairs and sending the rest of the team to the other side upstairs, leaving the gate switch open. You may think that's crazy, but once you kill those people holding theirs, just everybody jumping down on top, I think you could take it back. Maybe even get to it before uh, they take it if you just leave a couple, you know, holding the flags while you're jumping down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm skeptical of that. There's also one other way to get into the castle, which I, I uh, don't really think it's even faster than anyone. But if you run to the right, this is at least on the green skin side. If you run to the right to the last catapult there and talk to the goblin, you'll get shot with the catapult up. And you'll either go over the wall into some area or you will hit the side of the wall and fall down. So, uh, you know, it's fun to do once, uh, but you'll probably end up deciding that it's not uh, the best way to get in. (laughs) But I think the real keys on this scenario are recognize that the gate switch is worth double. And even if you're holding both of the other flags, if you're behind, you're going to lose. The second thing is um, if you're defending fight on the flag. And if you're attacking, fight away from the flag. Yep. And then additionally, if you're uh, if you're some kind of a ranged healer or a DPS class, sitting up on that upper balcony and helping the people down below uh, can keep you it can give you an easy aggro dump if you get into trouble. And if you ever notice that you've like somehow killed all of them or most of them at the same time get a push out the door into their area because as long as you're holding those flags and you're keeping them away from getting them it's amazing how many times you can win a game and have like half your team out on their side of the field like outside the castle Hmm. that's another thing if you think that you're uh, you know if you think that there's a push coming from your side and you see that the other team is capping the flag sometimes it's even worth it to run down there maybe put an hot on yourself put a shield on yourself and then just run around and hope that you can live long enough so that they can't cap the flag while you're standing there till your team can get there and officially keep that flag cap from happening yeah and if if you've got like a guild or kind of like a, a, a you know a match team going uh set someone with some range dps up on the wall above where they enter cuz you can actually shoot or jump down off the side of the wall on their end 
Yeah. And uh, so it's a good way. And a lot of people don't even realize that. So you could be hitting them and they, you know, they don't Where even know why they're getting from? hit. So. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's uh, Gates of Ekrand in a nutshell. Yeah, we cracked it, it open we and did. pulled the snotling out and beat it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that leads us to uh, um, opening the tome. Uh, I guess the unlock of the week in in um, is the bridge troll. And you talked a little what? bit about that last week. Yeah, and there's a bridge. And our, man, I'm going to get the chapter. Why don't wrong we just Why don't here. we just link to a link to a post about it? Do you want to do that? Sure. Okay. But basically, there's a bridge with a troll under it. You kill it, and you get a croc. Croc for your pocket. For your pocket. A, a pocket it croc has hot stew in it and does nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so that's another episode. It is. That was in it the is. backpacks. Or <laughs> totally, totally over. <laughs> Done with it. So uh, you can go to our site at deadworkers.com slash network or uh, warp. Yes, for all of our fine shows. And if you play Team Fortress 2, check out our uh, big show called uh, Control Point. Yeah. All about TF2. And uh, give us a call and uh, give us tips. Give us whatever, a little segment. Give us a little weekly something to put on the show if you'd like. Uh, Call 256-513-4772. Also, uh, give us an email. Sorry, didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Also, give us an email uh, warp uh, warp at deadworkers.com. And anyone else? I think that'll do it. <laughs> There's one thing Enjoy we forgot to cover this week. Guilds. Is it the dwarves? Don't forget to join our guilds. guilds. Oh, the guild ranks. Yeah, we never did cover the guild ranks. So now we've got two things that we've got backlogged for next week's episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we're just building up content that we haven't covered yet. Yes, <laughs> guild ranks. That's yes. an important one. I think people will be interested in that. So yes. next week, guild ranks. Yes, our uh, Google Doc needs to get a little bit better. But you can join our guilds regardless of whether you know how their ranks work or not. It is uh, Misfits of the Warp on Volkmar. Volkmar, right, 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 right. Destruction and, side. Yep, and our Order Guild is on Iron Rock which is not heavy metal. Don't say that to me. And that name is something silly. Target is not attackable. Target is not attackable. That's right. That's right. It's an awesome name. That is a fantastic name. Um, also, you can uh, join in on the show, get in the chat room, and watch us live on our webcam here on Ustream. On Sundays, we were live uh, around, I don't know, um, from 5 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yep. Uh, also, when we uh, sometimes even Central Daylight Time, right? And when we're live, <laughs> we uh, you can watch us right on the front page of deadworkers.com/network. You can watch us live and listen to us. But we'll see you online, and thanks for joining us. Yes. <laughs>